5432. Brothers, we are back. We are back. We are back. And this is week two of our debut of our brand new special guest series of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. That's right. We have a queen that is joining the party. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, grab your dancing shoes. Grab your best outfits and join us at Club Intellect because tonight it's another party. Drums, please. This is how we do That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another special, special episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast. And tonight is not just any episode. That's right. You've seen it. You've heard it. You've read it. Tonight is debut number two of our special guest series, the Wrestling Realm Now Party podcast, featuring a very special guest. But first, welcome to the Wrestling Realm Now podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the world of professional wrestling. Now. You can watch all you can watch all our wrestling realm content anytime on youtube.com slash the wrestling realm. See, we switch things up a little bit. I am your host, the realness himself, the real Dwayne Allen. He's your host, Brian H. Waters. He is your host, the guy himself, Brandon, the guy guy. He is your host, conspicuous by his absence, has the third brother Hugh, H to the A to the S, T to the H to the E, three to the R to the D. And you can follow us on all social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at wrestling realm, two W's. Like and subscribe and engage in the conversation with us. You can also stream and download all of our audio content on Anchor, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can watch us and subscribe to our Twitch channel at The Wrestling Realm. Brothers, yes, it's one sir. of those nights. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you nights. Know I, can, is. I, can, I, I know what time it is, but you know what definitely time it is? It's time for people to head over to WrestleRealm.com. As you can see, everybody is sporting their wrestling room t-shirts today. Everybody just show what they got going on today. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of advertising going on. Hold on. Look at that. Bam. Bam. If you want to join us, shop at wrestlingrum.com where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and all of our wrestling room merchandise. For for those who want to support and be a part of the brand, this is exactly where you need to be. Wrestlingrum.com. Also, subscribe to our Patreon channel. That's right. For all exclusive shows and bonus material, head over to patreon.com. Slash wrestling underscore rum. You can subscribe for just one dollar. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised the shenanigans that you'll find over there. So that's <laughs> patreon.com slash wrestling underscore rum. And also, if you are looking to purchase tickets to concerts, live shows, sporting events, and more, head over to seatgeek.com where you can use promo code wrestling rum to save twenty dollars on any one time purchase or fifty dollars or more. So, yes, if there is a live event coming up, you got AW going to Wembley Stadium, you got AW here at a CFG Bank Arena. And you have never used SeatGeek before, trust me, this is the perfect time to use it. And you can use promo code Wrestling Realm to save yourself $20 of any one time purchase of $50 or more. And judging by ticket prices, trust me, you're not going to have that issue. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't know why that's always the funniest part. I don't know, right? 
Somebody, <laughs> somebody just had another show this week. Yep. If, oh, you have, if you have not seen it, ladies and gentlemen, head over to youtube.com slash the wrestling run where you can see the latest episode of Championship Culture featuring Brandon the Guy Guy. Him and Brian H had a very spirited debate about which was better, the winged eagle or the big eagle. If you want to find out who won that debate, head over right now to youtube.com slash the wrestling realm. Wow, look at that. See, Brian <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> what up, guys? Hey, how you doing over there, Brian H. Waters? How's it going? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Okay. Your he shoulders looks, look a little heavy, right? He looks quite yeah. comfortable, doesn't he? Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. Back to graduation day, <laughs> holding his belts in the whole time, trying to be you know what? incognito. Bro, we, we had those belts underneath our graduation robe, <laughs> trying to walk as, as regular as possible. Just in case. <laughs> just in case they pulled us out of line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but gentlemen, this is the second week in a row. We have introduced a new uh, special guest series on the Wrestling Rum Now podcast called the Wrestling Rum Now Podcast Party. We want to send a special uh, thanks and shout out to Dr. D. Daryl uh, Johnson for joining us last week. Our good buddy, Dr. D, man. Um, we definitely appreciate you being on last week and being our first guest to help jumpstart this new uh, special guest series where we bring on our friends, our family our cohorts in the business, and we come and we ask them to join a party with us at the Russell Room. As you can see, the mood is set, and we're headed, you know, the, 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 the vibe is where it needs to be at right now at Club Intellect. But you know, you know how I get down. This is just the business, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. so, so the realist has to take a step aside, and DJ Weezy Wee has to come in, because tonight, like I said before the intro, we have a very special guest joining us tonight. She's here to join the party. She's going to talk a little wrestling. We're going to talk about what she has done in this business and what she means to this industry. But as you can tell by the shades, I got I got I got to get myself in the right space. Right. I got to get myself in the right mood. So let's let's get this party started. Here we go. There it is. Yeah, I'm already getting myself in the right mental space Uh backstage right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a queen joining us today. She decided to step into Club Intellect with the brothers. And now, hailing from the magic city of Birmingham, Alabama, she enjoys conversation, television, pop culture, and music. However, when she is not engaged in these activities, she is devoted to professional wrestling. Since the age of four, when her father first introduced her to wrestling, she has been a devoted fan ever since. She is now the host and the creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast a show dedicated to expressing thoughts and feelings about the world of professional wrestling in a relaxed and positive environment. We always need relaxed and positive environments like this one right now. She also served as host and writer for the Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. She also served as color commentator whose voice can be heard on the Belladonna Division in all women's wrestling promotion in Alabama, Battle Club Pro, as well as Black Girl Magic 2022. She hopes to encourage women to speak the truth about to speak the truth to power with their voices. That that right there was powerful, ladies and gentlemen. I love, 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 love for you all to join me in welcoming our special guest today, the Queen herself, Miss Stephanie Hardy. Hey, Miss Stephanie Hardy, <laughs> welcome to Club Intellect. This song, oh my god, what a choice! <laughs> I had to put a bow on fitting for you, Stephanie, just for you. Oh my gosh, I feel, that just made me feel so special. <laughs> welcome, welcome, yes. welcome to Club Intellect. Welcome to the Wrestling Rum Now podcast party. 
you know, as you can see, we do our best to try to set the vibe for our special guests to come and boogie with us just for a little <laughs> while while we do what we do best. Talk a little wrestling, yeah. have a little fun, and express some little shenanigans. This is like that 2000s vibe that I just love. Okay. Yo, that 2000s like, was where it was, yo. Right. Like, Eve is amazing. And I've been listening to like, who's that girl for like a minute. So the fact that y'all chose that is just like, yes, I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> I told you he had something planned. What I, I, I yes. knew it. I love I, it. I love it so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. Like, y'all know how I feel about you guys. Like, having you on my show, like, what was it, two months ago? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, time yeah. is getting away. Like, having you guys my, on my show like two months ago. So it's just, I'm just really, you know, excited to be here for this new um thing. I was so excited when y'all asked me. So I'm so happy to be here with you guys to talk wrestling and love on our belts and stuff because y'all be getting it with the championship talk so i'm so happy to be here with my baby <laughs> that that's nice. the guy what? do you, you see what's it. over her shoulder Dwayne? do you see that beautiful belt over her i do <laughs> that thing is an absolute beauty mm-hmm. Ooh, i, I need to put this one away look let me slide this one down on the way because she give her back the spot like no look i'm gonna just no slide. like real talk I, I remember when she first like the first time i came across her post on facebook Cause I it was I didn't see too many people with that belt, and I was like, "Oh snap, she got the women's UK title!" Like, yeah, I like that one. Was yes. first held by Rhea Ripley. Must we not forget? Oh yes, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea. Before she Ms. was Grand mommy. Slam. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephanie, I want I want to definitely say thank you once again. Like I said, first of all, those kind words, and also for having us on your show. Um, when I first met you at, at uh, Black Russell Fest just last year. Uh, you, you're probably one of the most hardest working, most ambitious young ladies that would just work in a room. And, and I had a better, had an opportunity to um, better learn about what you have been done and what you've been doing in this business. And it's absolutely amazing. So it was almost a no brainer for us to return a favor. If you to join us today on the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. So thank you again and welcome. I, I hope we gave you a, a fitting intro for a queen, you know, and, and uh, you know, all the pump and circumstance as we could. But it's 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 definitely a special moment for us to have you on, especially for the debut of, of our new special guest. So this is part two. We had Doc for part one, and uh, we have you for part two. It'll be a few weeks before we do another one of these. So this is definitely a special moment for us as well. Well, thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. Like so blessed to be here and watching you guys grow and just hearing more about you guys' journey and your story. It's just inspiring and it just makes me want to go harder and do more. And I just, you know, love everything you guys are doing. Like whether it's with the wrestling realm or outside of the wrestling realm, you guys are just amazing. Like you guys are kings in this um, space. So to be a part of this um, new series is just really cool. And I loved the intro. Like it made me feel like, oh man, like I'm a big, like not like I'm a big deal, but at the same time, like okay, this is yeah, this is what I need right now. <laughs> you you so are a you. big deal. You're quite welcome. <laughs> so so for for those that don't that may not be familiar with who Stephanie Hardy is, just um let let the people know exactly who you are, what you do, mm-hmm. and um and just kind of you know everything that what you encompass as far as who you are as a woman, your time in this business, what you hope to accomplish, and you know all those wonderful things that you've been doing up to this point. 
Yeah, well, of course, for those who may not know, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy. I'm the host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And yes, that's Hardy, like the Hardy Boys. We're not related, but you know, it's the same last name. And I've been a fan of wrestling since I was four, like the intro said. Um, But in 2020, you know, I was in a place where I wanted to talk about wrestling from a positive standpoint, because it seemed like... Um, With the start of new promotions, you know, taking shape and stuff, there were lots of lines being drawn and wars being fought and arguments being had. And I was just like, well, you know what? Let me, you know, create this space so I can talk about all the things I love about professional wrestling and focus on that. But also while also being honest about the things I might not like, but not doing a disservice to the sport of wrestling. So that's where HWP came to be. And I am so proud of everything that I've been able to do with this um, brand that holds my family name on it and just to take the fandom to a new level because like my grandma was a wrestling fan my dad is a wrestling fan and i am too and then it even goes further with my boyfriend being a fan his family being fans too so it just continues to grow and it's offered me opportunities i didn't even think was even possible for me like working with women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet as a host and a writer and even being a color commentator like wrestling is my passion it's my favorite sport so anytime i can gather with anybody like to talk about wrestling whether they're new fans old fans whatever i'm always in a happy and a good place and that's just what I want to bring to this wrestling space, like showing the passion of it and the joy of it. And also, you know, just making everyone feel, you know, included in this because we're all in here. We're all a family um, when it comes to wrestling, bringing us all together. So that's really what I stand for. And I also stand for equality as well when it comes to wrestling with women in wrestling, you know, and other marginalized groups, because that's just, you know, who I am. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, so I was raised knowing the value of standing up for others, you know, coming from the civil rights, um, movement and its place and Birmingham's place in that. So I'm just, you know, a person who loves people and I love wrestling. So when you put all that together, you have HWP, you have me and all of the things. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me or a whole lot about me or whatever, but yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely awesome. So can you tell us just a little bit more about how you came about um, being a host and a writer for women's uh, wrestle, wrestling talk? And uh, tell us just a little bit about your time being a, a black woman as well as a content creator and how uh, those things have impacted your life as well as impacted the others in regards to the industry as well as the culture. Yeah, well, I'll start with women's wrestling talk. Like, I knew the CEO, our CEO, who is TK Trinidad. She is a pop culture host extraordinaire phenomena, you know, boss lady. And she had held, you know, Women's Wrestling Weekly, which turned into Women's Wrestling Talk for a number of years. And I was watching her, you know, when I was in college, when I was keeping up with wrestling, but not really watching the program a whole lot. And when I started my show, I was just doing audio. So I was still learning about how to create and um, content and stuff like that. So... At one point, I saw her post about, you know, we're looking for hosts, we're looking for content creators. And I was like, well, even though I'm still learning, let me just try because this is up my alley. I love women's wrestling. You know, I love everything that she's ever done. So let me just, you know, try. 
And it was Sarah the Rebel, who is a wrestler, um, as well as, you know, a wrestler known as Razor on WOW Superheroes, um, who contacted me and said, hey, I really like your stuff. You know, I'll connect you with TK and we'll just get it cracking. And she did that with so many other women like um, Katrina from NCAT We Trust, like Nikki Bougie, like Dreon Santana, who are our senior writer and our editor-in-chief of Women's Wrestling Talk, like... She was able to do that with so many different women from all over the country and create the network that we have now at Women's Wrestling Talk. And whatever it is that I want to do, whether it's hosting or writing, like I just, you know, shoot them a message and be like, oh, I have an idea about this. And they're just like, okay, well, you know, if it, you know, checks all the boxes of the brand and all of the above, then you know, they'll let me do it. And even this, I believe last week I my article was published about the more recent WWE lawsuit um, involving um, that writer who had gone through those issues as a black woman writer. I wrote about that and it was just really important for me to get my feelings out there in a way that was, you know, to the point and also really honest. And it was just really good to do that. Um, and it's just been great. And that growth that I've been a part of, it's just been amazing. And TK really trusted my abilities, you know, in terms of interviewing lots of wrestlers. We've interviewed wrestlers from Impact, from the Independents, from um, like, even from Wild Superheroes. Like we have so much content where I've been able to sort of get my reps in when it comes to interviewing wrestlers and being more concise and um, consistent with my work and it's done wonders for me in terms of content creation and it makes me want to you know do better with my own brand so I'm really happy to be a part of it and being a black woman in the space of wrestling you know it has its ups more ups than downs I will say but the downs can be quite you know iffy at times depending on you know where I am but I just try to remember that with all the work that I've done with everything that I've seen over the past three years now, like I just try to believe that I have a space in this place because it's given me such great purpose and it sets my heart on fire. It sets my skin on fire. Like it just makes me happy, um, happier than anything I've ever done in my life. And it's just, I try to remember that I am meant to be here and that I have a purpose here. And as long as I keep growing and keep using my voice, you know, for change and for power, then, you know, all the all the good things will come to me and then other people will see that and then realize that they have a voice too. And that's just what I try to do. I try to be, you know, honest and try to be authentic as possible when it comes to this wrestling thing. Um, and give voice to other people who feel like maybe their voice isn't heard or they feel like, well, I don't know if they'll, you know, accept me, but I'll accept you. So as long as I'm accepting you or, you know, we're all in this open space, you know, let's just be safe with each other and talk about this thing that we love so much without making each other feel like we're excluded or unsafe or whatever. So I, hopefully that answered all your questions. <laughs> Shoot, I, I, I know but, that's yeah. right, Stephanie. I know that's right. Now nah, you said, <laughs> listen to me. So in, in case you didn't know, oh, you didn't know. That's right. She pretty much told you she is qualified to have whatever conversation we are about to have on this show tonight. That was and you wonderful. better be ready for it. 
<laughs> See, we bring we bring the very qualified to be a part of the party. And uh every, everything you said was absolutely uh wonderful, Stephanie. And I think it's very important, especially to our culture and also to to women in general and just the state of everything right now. But with that being said, we're gonna switch this around just a little bit because we're just gonna stay there. Like we're in that space right now, so we're just gonna go there. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot that's been going on in uh women's wrestling as of right now. And we will be remiss if we didn't get your opinion on a number of those topics. So we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, you, you recently mentioned the lawsuit from the young the young lady who was African-American lady that was writer for WWE that recently spoke out about a lot of things she had issues with in regards to how some of the women were asked to perpetuate things that uh, weren't, weren't exactly savory to the African-American community and, and just to, to colored women in general, you know, of all, of all races, creeds and colors. So with that being said, where do you think the state of women's wrestling is right now across the board? And then there's another one after that, but I'm going to let you kind of dive into that first. I, I, w- I want your opinion on that. You know, I, I know it's a broad thing to ask, but I think it's an important thing to ask. And, and I, I would like to know where you stand on the state of uh, women's wrestling as it stands today. Well, when it comes to women's wrestling today, I am always proud of the progress that has been made because like I always mention on certain platforms, I can remember being a girl and asking my dad, you know, or asking my friends, like, when are the women really going to fight the way that the men do? And I spent like a grand, like such a good chunk of my life just wondering when that's going to happen. And I can say that in my early adulthood and even now, you know, we're seeing more equal opportunity um, for the women in terms of them, you know, fighting and having the same amount of time um, to tell a story in the ring and fight. And even if they aren't given the best storylines, it's like their athleticism, you know, speaks for it and speaks to what's lacking and it helps it you know to get the point across that women are here and we are here to stay and we should be taken seriously and we have made progress you know towards that but also in the grand scheme of it something that I always fight for is the idea that when it comes to women in the intellectual space when it comes to wrestling there is a lot to be desired and that lawsuit is proof of it and mm-hmm. i stated in my article um that i posted um called our black women's voices valued in wwe i talked about it how as me you know budding as a host and as a commentator and as a writer um seeing stuff like that it's like we work so hard to possibly you know be recognized at the highest level that maybe one day we can fit into these spaces and share our ideas in a safe environment where we're heard and respected and when you see stuff like that in 2023 where you have this one woman who is you know suing this large company for not being heard and not being respected in a way because she's listening to all these things and she's telling you, you know, this isn't right or this won't, you know, play well on television because we're in a new age now and you're ignoring her. It's just not a good look. And it's making people like us feel like, well, I don't have a chance at all because if you're treating people like this here, you Mm -hmm. know, now the past three years, then what are you going to do with someone like me? Will you even want to listen to any ideas that I have? You know, because there are a lot of us and there are a lot of great wrestling minds, a lot of great writers that I work with, a lot of people who I might not even know yet, 
who might have the next big idea, the next 10 great ideas that would push wrestling forward if given the opportunity. But then you have all these older voices that might shut them out, these more privileged voices that might say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about, so we're just going to ignore you. And that's mm-hmm. not right. right. And it was really disappointing to hear that this Black woman um felt like she was being silenced and was wronged in that way. And it disappoints me as a fan and also as a person who's finding her own voice and wanting to make strides in the business, um, the more harder I work. But it also lets me know that we do have to work. Well, not we have to work harder, but we also have to continue to not give up and not be discontented or disheartened with the idea that other people are being ignorant because that's a them problem. Like, right. it that is. is definitely a them problem. Mm-hmm. And they are responsible for fixing it because they created the problem. We are excellent because we are excellent. So um, as long as we continue to be excellent and we keep showing up and we keep creating spaces, you know, for ourselves, we will always thrive. And if mm-hmm. other people can't catch up with that, then that's their issue. Okay. But we'll find somewhere else to thrive. We're seeing that we're seeing that play out in front of us every day, even with Trinity, even with Mercedes, like we're watching them thrive in other spaces when they're not valued anywhere else. That's the thing about us black women. Like if you do not value us in one space and if we know our worth, we will move, we will leave and we will thrive elsewhere. And I want to, you know, give peace and love, you know, to that woman because it takes a lot of courage to speak out and talk about that when you're going up against a system that's been built for years and have probably been getting away with stuff like that for years. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. But honestly, like we have to keep fighting or else, you know, we won't be heard. And I'm just, and there's still a lot of work to do in the intellectual space because we deserve to be there in the intellectual spaces. Like Black women are more than just, you know, your regular stereotype, like, oh, I'm going to take off my earrings and meet your ass. No, like, that's not all we are. You know, Middle Eastern women are not just, you know, fetishized and Middle Eastern men are not just, are not people that you can just, you know, discount as just bad people automatically. Like, we are past the bad foreigner trope. Like, we are way past that. Like, we are all different humans with different life experiences. And that deserves to be put out there on television and if it's not you're going to silence a lot of people who could push everything forward so that's really how i felt about it you need a round of applause for that one hear that round of applause that's a real one too (laughs) no i mean that's it's it's the truth though everything you said was absolutely correct and uh, i appreciate you for saying that but at the end of the day i think what i pretty much heard that to sum up what you were saying is that everyone needs to pretty much when it comes to ethnic and black women acknowledge me that's what it sounds like to me so for yeah. goodness sake in, in in the intellectual space as miss stephanie hardy said black women and content creators need to be acknowledged on a proper platform so mm-hmm. i definitely appreciate that so like i said once again ladies and gentlemen if you are not familiar with who she is hopefully we have given you just a slight tad bit of her resume so that you know that she is completely qualified for us to have this next conversation. So, uh, Miss, Miss Stephanie, are, are you ready to jump into today's show now that we've tried to give you, you know, the most cleanest and most proper introduction to the rest of the world? 
Yes. At, at least our audience, at least, you know, because you're already popping. You're doing color commentary. You're all over the place. You know, we just happy to have you. You know, it's this East Coast uh, demographic right here. So <laughs> can I ask her one question before we move on? Yes, sir. It's been burning. I wanted to ask her on Instagram so bad. So I'm going to make it quick. It's a twofold question. Mm-hmm. With the main roster call-ups, with the returns to WWE, do you see a evolution too in the future? Hmm. Ooh. You know, remember, I just thought about that. that. Before you answer, that's, remember that's such was a conflicting question. Because he was looking for ring-ready women that he was bringing back. He's open up the main roster, right? Oh man, Brandon, your internet. Yeah, he kind of froze there. But but yeah, yeah. don't feel bad, right, Brandon. We've all been there. Yeah. I I didn't even say that name either. I just want to know: Do you see an evolution two coming, or do you think it's too soon? Or I don't I'll feel you... like it. I don't feel like it's too soon at all. Like I. I couldn't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> the suspense was the suspense was the suspense was killing me. Yeah, she had to think about it. I think I loaded her with a question. You see I know her? that's what I was, I was like. Uh oh, it's getting suspenseful. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like I don't feel like it's too soon at all for an evolution. Too. In fact, I feel like there shouldn't be so much of a space of time. There shouldn't have been so much of a space of time between the first one and where we are now. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first one was amazing. Like it blessed my soul and my eyes to see an all women's card in WWE like that. Like it was just amazing. And I really feel like it should have been an annual event, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what I would have loved per- for personally from, from my point of view. I would have loved it if it was like an every year thing. But seeing as, you know, this draft has taken place and there's so many women with so much talent like across the board like just varied from all different places i don't see there there's no excuse for there not to be an evolution too mm. you have the, all the tag teams you have all of, all of the singles talent that you could possibly have you have raw you got smackdown you got nxt you got nxt level up with all the talent that you have there is no excuse for there not to be an evolution too and if there's going to be a two, there should be a three. And if there's going to be a three, there should be a four. There should be a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Should they, like, um, do it like it's WrestleMania. Should they use Roman numerals? 40. Like, I want to have children one day. <laughs> and I want my children to see an all-women's car the same way that there's, like, a WrestleMania. There's been a WrestleMania for the mm-hmm. past 39 years. I want an evolution for the next 39 years. Like, that's what I want. Like, seriously. It's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, um, I'm here for it. No, I mean, I, I think everything you said was absolutely correct when it comes to that. And I think there's always going to be the conflict of the, or that conversation where business is involved, where um, the audience may, uh, the, 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 the mainstream audience of WWE may not be as accepting of, See, like the first women's evolution had all of our women of yesteryear, right? And they were all like they invited all of our favorites back and they gave us much history. And 
I think today's audience sometimes is impatient when it comes to talent is because at one point we forget that these young ladies at one point were all unknowns and they were all unknowns during a space where they weren't even given a, 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 an allotted time to do and show what they could do and look what they be, had become anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus now, you know, the young ladies that are wrestling now have so much more opportunities to do more in this business than, the, you know, their predecessors. So, man, I mean, at that type of pay-per-view may be the space for them to have, you know, get some of that in-ring experience. And then I still think that it's, it's, it's progressive in nature. It shouldn't be considered progressive, but in the reality, it is. You know what I mean? So I'm all for it. I think evolution should be a women's evolution should be something that should be annual. Let's let's pitch that. Is it, let's get let's get all in intellectual space, as Stephanie says, and let's figure out what we can do to help make that happen. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So with that being said, excellent question, by the way, brother Brandon. Uh, Brian H. That's a good question. Ring the bell. <laughs> all right my good people this past <laughs> week mm -hmm. we just recently experienced the wwe draft stephanie we're, we're all eyes on the tv screens for the wwe draft for you i figured it would be that's why i asked because i knew you want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes you went live after smackdown right um did no, you go I'm live not. after one of them okay Wait, no, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I went live <laughs> after SmackDown. I forgot. I'm sorry. I went live after SmackDown with Women's Wrestling Talk with Dreon um, Santana on Women's Wrestling Talk. Shout we did the SmackDown and Rampage after show. We do it every Friday, and it was really good. So we did go live after that. It was great. Yes. So with that being said, everybody, how, how are we all feeling about this year's WWE draft? Now, some people say Raw won. Some people say SmackDown won, and then some people say, well, they didn't really do much for me, enough for me to really care about the changes that they made in the first place. Now, ultimately, when they decide to put put in these uh these WWE drafts, it's usually for a reason, and mm -hmm. it's usually made to be a big deal because you're going to see this kind of con content shift in the programming. That's usually what happens, right? And uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. We're going to talk about the fallout. Um, this is a grab. I'll put up, I'll put up the graphic now of uh, just, just some of the names and some of the faces on Raw and SmackDown. This is what we're looking at. So, uh, uh, Stephanie, we're going to start with you. And first, we want to get your thoughts about, first of all, the just the draft itself. Uh, what did you think about it? Good idea, bad idea. And uh, tell us some of the things that you that you liked about it, some of the things you didn't like about it. Tell us uh, who do you feel like won, won, won the best draw? Was it Raw or was it SmackDown? Well, I yeah, it's love... heavy. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, I love the idea of a draft, like because I feel like when you're after WrestleMania, you know, you're still, you know, trying to, you know, get your self back together after all of the amazing spectacle of what you just saw. I was there. And, it was and disappoint and disappointment. And disappointment. Oh my God! <laughs> Don't get mm -hmm. me started on that. Oh. No disappointment. Yep. Yep, uh, it happy. was a disappointment for me, Brian. Mm -hmm. it me too. Was, it me was, too. It, I was so sad. I was so it's sad. Oh, okay. I was sad. But you know, after all of that, and then you also have you know backlash on the horizon, and so you're just like, okay, well, now it's time to shake things up. And WrestleMania is sort of like the season finale, and then you have um the draft, which kind of leads you into the next year, and it mm -hmm. shakes things up in that way. So I really did enjoy the draft. I loved, you know, all the people that they brought back to announce the draft. Um, I felt like they did that 
sort of to sort of like I guess cover up the absence of Stephanie McMahon being mm-hmm. there because she really did you know she really was the person who was announcing a lot of stuff with the draft if it wasn't Triple H it was always her and um so she's not there so I am glad that they did utilize a lot of um legends to announce and people who work you know for the company and our legends to announce the stuff like it was really cool for me I was just like okay this is nice um so I enjoyed the draft this year I I feel like Smackdown won it though Mm. I feel like any, any particular reasons why I say that because I was not expecting them to draft Bianca Belair back and she's been so dominant um as the raw women's champion you know you can say whatever about you know her and the amount of people she's fought and how you feel like it's not necessarily the greatest um she might have had the greatest rivalries or whatever but you can't deny her excellence you can't deny her dominance so I really feel like like SmackDown drafting her again, which is basically where she kind of got her career started, was just really cool for me. So I was like, okay, y'all are really like cooking with hot grease now. Mm-hmm. And then um when they drafted Austin Theory, that really surprised me too. Yeah, but I feel that like that would, yeah, that will definitely like put some more eyes on him and you know diversify his um amount of you know rivalries that he could have because it felt like for a minute when he was on raw if he wasn't fighting seth he was fighting bobby lashley or if he wasn't fighting bobby lashley he was fighting seth and it just got a little bit monotonous there so hopefully you know that'll shake some things up and then when you have charlotte flair on the same show as bianca belair you know it's only a matter of time before they finally lock up and when they do it's going to be magic and i'm really excited about that so that's exciting. But then the part that really shocked me was when, of course, Roman Reigns got drafted to SmackDown. I kind of saw that coming because, you know, that's Fox and they don't want to lose their, you know, golden the money goose. man. Yeah, their golden goose at this point. You know, he's earned that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they drafted that part of the bloodline. But I wasn't expecting them to draft the Usos. I thought they was going to send the Usos to Raw. And then they was just going to shake everything up. And the bloodline was going to be the bloodline. No more. They were going to separate them, blah, blah, blah. But then putting them on SmackDown sort of still has that storyline where, you know, they're together, but then there's fractures there. You can mm-hmm. clearly see there's fractures there. And then... And I feel like you can't really get that point across if they're on two separate brands. Like it makes more sense when they're all there together on the same show. So I'm really excited about SmackDown. And then you also have Grayson Waller on there, who is just, you know, he was setting NXT on fire as like not a monster heel, but he was just like a sneaky heel that kind of reminds you of the Miz, like in the 2010s. Like, mm. and how you just get on your nerves and just be like, oh, like I hate you. Like, that's what Grayson Waller gives. And I was just like, okay, this is going to be some interesting stuff, even though a part of me did want him to be on Raw because him versus the Miz would have been fire. But, you know, we just got to wait on that. We just got to wait. But I'm still excited about that, though. Like, I really feel like SmackDown won out. They had a lot of people who we are used to seeing on SmackDown, you know, still on there. They still got the LWO. Um, They still have the Brawling Brutes. You know, they kind of have made SmackDown their home. You still um, have Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Like, a lot of the people who've made SmackDown their home, LA Knight, you know, them still being on there helps them in the long run because they've, you know, created a home there. So I would say definitely SmackDown won out to me 
And then I'm also low-key biased because SmackDown is just my favorite show. Mm. Oh, well, that's just <laughs> not oh, fair. You are going to choose SmackDown regardless. She's she I mean, I'm a little biased. Attention. I'm what, a little what, biased because SmackDown is a show that came to Birmingham the most. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. You're As a wrestling fan, you have the right to be biased in that situation. That just makes sense. But yeah, I really feel like SmackDown did win out. Like they really do. Like they have, you know, they only have sort the sort of two hour thing on their side, and then mm-hmm. all the talent that they have is like they're gonna utilize that and have that time to really show them out. Like every week, like it's gonna be cool. So I feel like SmackDown mm-hmm. really did win with their picks. I'm excited. Brian, Brian H. Did the yes, WWE, sir. Did they do a good job of making the W the, the the this year's draft seem like a big deal? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I like the fact that they intertwined it with the NFL draft, jumping okay. that whole draft yes. capital conversation. Um, let's be real who watches day two and day three of the NFL draft? Only like the diehards, <laughs> there you um, go. you know, like I like shout out to like Michael Smith, um, the homie from NABJ. Um, he would say like he likes it because he likes the building of a team, but WWE, what I do like is. You still had to pay attention to Raw, right? When you look at an NBA draft or NFL draft, or if you're a diehard like Brother Hugh and you watch the MLB draft, those other rounds you don't really pay attention to. It's just flip. But keeping names like Seth Rollins off the board, which we all knew where he was going, but keeping those names off the board, you had to tune in to Raw as opposed to saying, we're just going to give you the top, uh, all the top tier talents in the first night, and then the second night is just, you know, a dud. But I, I thought they did a great job making a big deal. And honestly, I don't think anybody won. I think both of them won. I should say, I don't think there's a loser. I think this is probably one of the more well-balanced drafts that I've seen in a while. And one of the things I'm getting on Raw, what I look at is I'm getting tag team women's division. That is what I'm really excited for. I know these belts. Give or take, you could say. Look, they, look I, at Stephanie. She's excited <laughs> about the tag team women division too, buddy. Because yeah. <laughs> for the longest She's time, glowing. Yeah, the longest yeah. time, the, those gorgeous belts, right? Yeah, they haven't been um, taken seriously. Yeah. Now you know, I I'm really excited about Indy Hartwell getting called up because I think I may be one of the only people because like I'm not a Johnny Gargano guy at all, but mm-hmm. I like the way it's something about that maybe because it's like a um what is it, a double date scenario or whatever it's it's, yes. just, it's just feel it's, it's it's nice and cute it's entertaining know? yeah yeah so i'm excited yeah. about that and i think candace and um candace and um indy can team up and they can go after the titles but seeing the actual title tag title division i think it's like okay we'll put tag titles over here we'll have these matches We'll have some of our workhorse women. Uh, I'm excited about the new matchups that Bianca Belair is going to get. So um, overall, I don't think, like I said, I don't think nobody won. I think it was the perfect shakeup. Okay. Speaking of the perfect shakeup, Brother Brandon. Now, now, now if, if for people that don't know this, Brother Brandon has uh, experience in booking professional wrestling in this industry, right? And he is always, I call him the Paul Heyman of the group. It's because he is always about pushing young talent. I'm talking it, the young ladies. Uh, the young man in the business, he is always like, I'm talking like for the last 10, 15 years since I've known him, brother. He's always trying to push new and young talent. How do you feel about all the NXT call-ups that have been uh, injected into Raw and SmackDown, like immediately? Usually it's like one or two slow builds, but it's, it seems like there's an influx of young talent that are going to start making their presence known 
on uh on the mainstream WWE program. Really can't even say mainstream because they have a show on USA uh NXT. So but at least if he's going to one of the bigger brands in Raw and SmackDown, what what was your take on all the, the young men and women that are uh from NXT that are finally getting called up? So to be honest with you, I think it's gonna help NXT in the long run because okay. even though people got plucked from storylines, it's gonna give NXT a chance to breathe new life again. Because it felt like when they went from this color splash to the black and gold and white, it kind of was like, okay, who are we? Who are we trying to be? And then you had the people like Indy Hartwell there that was part of the black and gold, the color splash, and now the black, white, and gold. It was kind of hard. And it's like we joked about that being the feel-good title reign for And I believe it was a thank you title reign. But bring her on the main roster and let her do something. Let her really show who she is. But now that opens the door for... Uh, Tiffany Stratton to become NXT Women's Champion. It's mm-hmm. opening the door now for these women. And not only that, you got Trick Williams and what you call it there. They're still there. But now mm-hmm. you're opening the other door for other people because now that Cameron Grimes is gone, you don't have to worry about, is he going to come back and challenge? No, we can do something different. Mm-hmm. So in the overall draft, I think it's going to help strengthen NXT. But I think that Raw... If I had to choose who got out better, but I can't say Raw really won out better because they had three hours to fill. I'm just, I think that Triple H did something really smart with his dust, as we like to say on the show. He has you wondering now because they never said the tag teams are going to be exclusive to Raw. They said the wrestlers have been drafted to Raw for both sets of tag teams. So does that mean if I'm the women's tag team champions, I still go to Raw and SmackDown? Or wait, the NXT women's tag team champions are drafted to SmackDown. So now does NXT not have any women's tag belts? Because Indy relinquished hers, but the tag team, they said, oh, they're going to smack them. And I guess my biggest question is, what do we do with the undisputed tag team? Because they're drafted to Raw, so are they going to still appear on SmackDown? Because that's going to defeat the purpose of having a draft if they're both drafted mm-hmm. to Raw. That's actually a good point. Um, so let's, let's put Stephanie in the hot seat. Miss Miss Stephanie Hardy, we we have mm-hmm. a we have an assignment for you to do. Okay, you have a situation, right? You have the undisputed tag team champions have been drafted to Raw. Is it, is it Raw SmackDown? What were they drafted to? Raw, Raw. To okay, Raw. yeah, they, they were drafted to Raw, and now you have to figure out a way to separate those titles. Now you have options. Do you take the route of saying, okay, well, we're, we're Raw exclusive, we have to relinquish the SmackDown titles, or? Do you take a more creative approach and figure out a way to get the SmackDown tag team titles off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, or do you just create new titles altogether? What would you do in a situation? Oh, look at her face! You saw this is this is face. I thought it was going to be heavy. This, it's a party, man. This is this is this is how you know we're boogieing right now. Mm-hmm. You put Don't it right on the spot in, in, in the. In the middle of the show, we just put it right there on the spot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Since Kevin and Sammy are on Raw now, of course, mm-hmm. you know, they I would say, of course, they keep they get to keep the raw ones. Right. But I would just to make it, I guess, a little bit easier to give people less of a headache, because I know wrestler fans, you know, sort of hate um the idea of something that's just really like complicated in a sense. Like I would just have them. Um, 
relinquish it and just do a tournament of the best tag teams of mm. SmackDown fighting for like fighting for like in the finals for the tag team titles, the SmackDown tag team titles. Um like after that like that's what i would do just to make it less complicated like the titles will be vacated and mm-hmm. then you can have a tournament you know with your brawling brutes and your street profits and you know all the other tag teams that they have and just fight for it that way that just that's that's just you know Ooh. the fair way for me I like something <laughs> just relinquish the smackdown titles keep your raw titles and just have the and just leave the smackdown titles to the smackdown tag teams and create a tournament and just have them fight and whoever makes it to the finals you know and wins that last match gets to be the champions let's like the champions or something you know at, you know at a pay-per-view called night of champions <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah but, that would work <laughs> there's the thing though right sammy and ko not going and yeah, historically, mm. all the belts are defended, right? right? But based on what Stephanie Hardy is saying, you can have a tag team title match over there, or the climax, the one without having to send Sammy and K over there, because you just need one tag team. You can make you know enable the rules. Here's the thing, though, right? Because Stephanie, as you talking, and as the real Dwayne Allen would say, you cooking with hot grease there, hot grease. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What if that's another wrinkle? Y'all know I love my bloodline. Oh, there you go. Hold on. What if that's like their final assignment that they fail? And that's like the ultimate. And then it crumbles because they can't go back and get the goal and they lose in the tournament. And then that's where it goes in a different route. No, Solo and Roman gonna get the tag team belts. I thought about that, but oh I'm like, my gosh, <laughs> I don't no. want that to happen. But like, what if you know? I don't want you know. I would love to. I was saying that jokingly, but I know people yeah. out there are probably saying. <laughs> oh, I, I would love it. Right I right. mean, I wouldn't hate it, but I would love to see. Um, like, I, I if the Usos like went out there and they lose, let's say like even worse, they lose in the first round. Now they gotta go to thrive for Roman, and that just adds another layer to that story. You know, you know, the crazy part is I'm disappointed in you, brother Brandon, because usually this is the moment where you decide to take an opportunity like this to build to build new stars. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I was waiting for my turn. I'll no, it's it's turn. it's okay. It's okay. Listen, well, let's let's make it your turn. There's an influx of new tag teams, brother Brandon. Let's bounce past. Brian H made an excellent point, which played off of what Stephanie had just said. But okay, so so there's a situation, right? And and the, the tag team titles are up for grabs. And me, guess what? Maybe Roman and Solo want a piece of those titles too, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, like I said, you have an influx of tag teams that are now on SmackDown, right? You um you, you, you have outside of the Usos and then you have still the LWO. You have the Brawling Brutes still. Now you have the Street Profits um, as well as the OC, my guys, the OG Good Brothers, uh, mm-hmm. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. So th- there's enough there. You know, you have Hit Row, but uh, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> you have Pretty Deadly. Pretty I'm Deadly just that. pretty pretty deadly just showed up like all new faces. And, yeah. and it seems to me you're taking it easy with y'all, brother. Brandon, how, how do you oh. rectify the situation? Is, oh. there, is there another wrinkle you can add to the story? Yes, so there's going to be not a tournament. There's going to be a fatal four way, a six faction, whatever you want to call it, to get a multi team. Get a multi team, right? And since mm. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn cannot travel, you know they can't make it. They relinquish the SmackDown belts, right? It will be a new set of champions crown. And I would have either, and this is this is where I'm gonna throw the monkey wrench in for you. 
Remember, we still got free agents floating around, right? MVP books it away that Sheldon Benjamin and they definitely um, are free agents. Cedric Al uh, Cedric Alexander get into the match, right? Mm -hmm. They just get into the match, but Jimmy or Jay get pinned, and that's what a wrinkle. And they get pinned by guess who? Pretty daily. So that Ooh. way Roman really loses it and say you let a new team beat you. You're killing the bloodline, and that's what caused the wrinkle because Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander did the work because in the background, you still have who? The challenge Roman, going after Roman. Who's going to be his first challenger? Come on, yep. So you spreading all this dust because now is it the Hurt Business versus a broken-down bloodline? But imagine Ooh. that date Cedric Alexander or what you call it, Shelton Benjamin, get to do the work and pretty deadly sweep in and get the pin. Right? Why not? Even if the OC got the pin and AJ is the one challenging Roman, you got so many different factors. And as much as I would, the OC or Pretty Deadly wanted it to because you got to get OC either back on the top quick down to AJ's back or mm -hmm. run with a brand new team that you got to introduce to the SmackDown audience because they have a following overseas. They have mm -hmm. the international because they were NXT UK. And do we forget, they were the ones that unify both tag team belts. Mm -hmm. They lost to the New Day, but they came out and defeat stronger than they went in. Yeah, so you got two options. But I say if Bobby Lashley is going to be the first few, make sure Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander do the work, and they sweep in and get it. It's, it sounds to me what you got, what you're kind of getting at, is an opportunity for a fresh start. That's pretty much what I'm what, I, what, I, what I'm hearing, and that's always what you want from your WWE draft. It's it's about a fresh start, like us Stephanie said. It's like the the season ends and it starts fresh right at the WrestleMania. So, Miss Stephanie, uh, who are you looking forward to seeing get a fresh start on Raw or SmackDown, even NXT? If you if you feel so obliged, are there any particular uh, superstars, men or women, that you are looking forward to them saying, okay, you know what, I'm glad they got a, a, a new chance and a fresh start on a new brand to kind of get them going. Yes. When it comes to NXT, I was so happy to see um, Katana Chance and mm. um, Caden Carter get called up because they are probably one of the most solid and most consistent and cohesive tag women's tag teams I had ever seen in my life. Like Team Casey wow. Squared, they slap so hard every time in a tag team match because it's like you have Katana Chance who we once knew as Casey Catanzaro who is of course you know made her transition from the American Ninja Warrior thing and then you have Katana like you have Kaden Carter who was you came through you know being taught you know in wrestling and then coming through the indies and then now she and then she came to NXT they have been grinding in wrestling for a long time and then yeah, when they true. became friends and they built that chemistry up and combined their forces together like they were so fierce as a tag team like they were like I believe the longest reigning NXT women's tag team champions and mm. it's just every time they fought I always looked forward to it every Tuesday and when they lost, I was so sad. <laughs> but, like, either way, I mean, they were still a great tag team even after that. And it's just, like, when they got called up, I was so thrilled for them because I always, like, whenever I would think about the women's tag division on the main roster, I could always picture them, you know, challenging for those titles and finally bringing more legitimacy to those titles. So I was so thrilled when they got called up. I was like, yes, finally. 
they can do it. Like I was just so happy for them. So they definitely get a fresh start in the sense that they can get it cracking on Raw and have a match against, you know, Liv and Raquel if they, you know, so desire to challenge immediately or just later on um down the road, depending on who's holding it. Like I'm really excited for them. Um, I'm really I'm trying to think who else I'm excited about on whatever show. Like, there's just so yeah, hey, we'll, put, we'll put the it's graphic crazy. up so that we can take a look at it just in case. This, these you. are just a few, just a few of the names. So, you know, we oh we have yeah, you know, we have a lot of switches. We have um, you know, a lot a lot of familiar faces, a lot of uh, established brands that are kind of jumping ship. Like you have a Shinsuke Nakamura that goes from SmackDown to Raw. Um, like mm-hmm. you said earlier, we have Bianca going from Raw to SmackDown. You know, she kind of got her start on SmackDown and dominates Raw. Now she's going back to SmackDown. So. Yeah, and then I'm really excited. Ooh, oh my gosh. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's quite a bit. We got Zoe Starks, we got Rhea Ripley, Ooh. we have Natalia mm-hmm. all on Raw, we have JD McDonough, Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, they're their newly formed tag team. There's, mm-hmm. there's, 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 look there's, at that tag division, man. Right. Which is and an awesome, de- an awesome mistake that I'm glad it happened. And um I hope that Carmelo and what you call it there, she's good and she's healthy now. So congratulations to her. Yeah. So I was so happy that I was like, oh, she's okay. <laughs> when she got pulled from her WrestleMania match. That oh, was a yeah. awesome team that formed out of that. Congratulations mm-hmm. to her, man. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm definitely excited about Shinsuke Nakamura, though, going on Raw. Because he had been on SmackDown for a long time, and I would love to see him, you know, in the tournament for the new um, world championship because he should have been WWE champion a long time ago. Mm. I am, I am I of the opinion that I really feel like he should have beat AJ Styles when he won that Royal Rumble. Um, he really should have beaten AJ yeah. Styles back then, mm-hmm. and I feel like since he didn't, that kind of it kind of shook him up a little bit. And yeah, he was in the mid card and he did make the best out of being in the mid card. Like, and then him and Rick Boogs being together was really cool and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like he had like from seeing him in NXT. And then of course, th- thinking about his match he had with Sami Zayn um, at that NXT takeover, I was just like, you know what? He really could be a champion. And when he won the Royal Rumble, I was so thrilled for him. But then to watch him, lose to AJ Styles even though of course AJ Styles is the phenomenal one and he had that whole thing about him going on at that point I wanted Shinsuke to win so bad and I just feel like him losing just kind of did something to him like it just sort of yeah it, it kind of derailed his momentum away. it derailed him for me yeah. and for him to be on Raw now I feel like I want him to qualify to be in that tournament to be a world champion because I really feel like he deserved it. He deserves to be a world champion in WWE. Like he's that guy to me. Brian H. Fresh starts. Talk to us, brother. Who who are you looking forward to kind of having a fresh start? Anywhere, Man. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Man, um, one of them that I'm I'm really looking forward to with all bias is um Mia Yim being with the OC on SmackDown mm-hmm. because I, I'm really excited for her to uh you know with people like Lacey Evans and. Um, you know, uh, Tamina and obviously Oscar. Uh, you know, I know, like, I actually found out about Oscar through Mia Yim, and this is during like the RCW ROH days because she would always like tweet about her. Um, and then eventually, you know, there'll be eventually matches with Bianca. Um, but I'm also really looking forward to, um, I mean, just the, the piggyback off the Shinsuke part. 
I'm interested to see how he do on Raw because I'm always used to Shinsuke being a SmackDown guy, right? And I know right. uh, a few weeks ago, you know, it was last week, you talked about like certain people don't do well. They just do like Kevin Owens just does better on Raw. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm wondering, yeah. is, is Shinsuke going to be in um, in that kind of corner-ish? Um, but a lot of these NXT call-ups had me like, oh, already? Like Odyssey Jones, right? I was like, yeah. Late, late, uh, late second, third round guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't expect yep. him. I, I, I kind of thought he was going to be somebody that would be like next up on NXT to get just maybe not a world title or even a um, North American but just, title. But just, just get more, the rub. Yeah, more prominent stories. But then, um, like, be real, like, like Apollo Crews, I don't really see stuff with him yet. But like Odyssey Jones, I'm like, all right, maybe it's kind of um, they did that with Rusev. And I know it was different, but they did yeah. that with Rusev where he was, um, you know, he kind of got moved up fast, right? Yeah. But yeah. the one I'm really most excited about is Trish Stratus. Full-time run. Bro, I was so confused. I was like, wait a minute. She's back full-time? Bro, I've been saying <laughs> this for the past few weeks. Yes, you have. You called we, it. we always talk about AJ Styles and their age. You know, I, I, I said when Beth Phoenix, I was like, man, I would kind of like to see a run out of her then when trish comes back oh me too yeah and, and, and like everybody knows like trish stratus is in my top 10 favorite wrestlers list not just like women's she's my favorite women's wrestler of all time currently um until i'm ready you know bianca to hand that spot but like i'm like i want to see her have like you know a run i wouldn't mind her having the title or at least being in that picture obviously mm-hmm. i don't see it happening right now with um rhea ripley as champion um but I really think that she can really like one, she's going to draw because she's on USA and you know, people they're going to milk that and the network is going to, they already milking it on Twitter. So oh, yeah. yeah, you saw Yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's starting to look like she, you know, on paper, heel Trish works as far as like her Twitter fingers. I'm interested to see, like, I like that she did like the backstage stuff. So I'm wondering to see like which baby face she's going to like, give the rub but i really want to see zaya lee get going um you know yeah I mean? man she's she is vicious i like her a lot There's something about her and i'm like i thought we was going to start to see it on smackdown but you know it could be a thing of timing but i'm really excited to see her get going i'm i'm, I'm really excited about zaya lee i think she's she's one of the ones that's like to me it's a no-brainer like look at her she's yeah. toyetic you can make merchandise over she she's one of uh, one of the first um, Chinese wrestlers that WWE that's... has signed that's like starting to have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, she's really, and then she's just, I like her style. I like her style in the ring. It's mm-hmm. very different um, from, from the, from the Japanese women, but it's like, it's, it's got this unique, like, it's just like this. <laughs> it's funny. Cause it has like this unique, graceful violence to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like mm-hmm. how does, how is she moving so gracefully? And yet striking so hard at the same time. So I mean, yes. she she always caught she always caught my attention. But um, but yeah, brother Biden. Let me just say, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm ahead. excited to see a heel Trish go up against a passionate face Becky. Ooh. Like when Becky is angry and when she is oh, standing yeah. up for something that she believes in, and when she is pissed off, she is fire. She's mm-hmm. straight fire, like she's always say. So I can't wait to see the fo- the both of them finally fight each other on Raw. Like I am so pumped to see that. Like heel Trish versus 
on fire face Becky is going. We're gonna eat. And they slow we're cooking that fire. too. Oh, this, big time! Yeah, I mean, you talking about Triple H dust, man? They they just marinating right now, man. And they Becky even got started. Social media, she like unfollowing, like and Trish the w- missing. They are milking that, and Micah says it. You know, Trish and Becky at SummerSlam. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's in Detroit. Anybody knows that's like right outside of Canada. So mm-hmm. people gonna be, you know, just going over the water to see Trish, and then you know Becky's Becky. So and then that's like, well, no, not too far from the Midwest. I'm thinking of stuff, but yeah, this is this definitely gonna be interesting. And um, you know, people love Becky. You know, she was hated for a while for obvious reasons, what she did to yes. Bianca, which she, I will. She was still, a jerk. <laughs> that, that was a, that was a smart Ooh. move, and I, I get a lot of heat. For saying oh, that, look, look Stephanie's face. Look at her; she's cringing. <laughs> I know, nope. I know, it's it's triggering. Tough pill to swallow. We all I have know... a story about that. <laughs> oh, we got to hear it. Go ahead, finish Brian Day so we can hear a story. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, if Becky wins in a regular match, she's gonna get cheered because of that return pop. That was the only way you could deter us was a quick to make you like what, you just did that to our champion. You had you had to do it like that. No, it's it's it's. It's crazy you mentioned that because it was like, um, for, first of all, I'm really happy for Trish that she gets such a like a meaningful, passionate storyline like that's going to go down in history because Trish, mm-hmm. her promo, like I, I know a, a lot of you guys didn't like it, but I thought it was fire just because she, what she said was true. And I was like, oh, this be a perfect angle for the delivery. But yeah, the no, words was, was on point. Brian H doesn't like heel Trish. That's his woman. No, he I love heel Trish. I know, he like the he way like heel Trish. It, was, it was the words. Everything you said was on point. It was smart. It was just the. It just felt awkward the way she was saying it. That's I felt. I felt like that was the whole point, though. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I, I felt like, like I were, agree with Dwayne. That's how I felt too. Because it's I felt like, like they did that on purpose. Yeah, it's like She's she like, was saying it in her way, but at the same time, she was still there. Was still vitriol there. She felt like she came up like she was forced to be a bad guy. Like, oh, I didn't choose to be this way. It's just that mm-hmm. you guys disrespected me, and now I don't know how to respond. But this is what I'm doing now. And I was like, you know what, Trish, I've never seen this side of you before. But um. Brother Brandon, I, Stephanie, please hold that story. I, I want to hear your story about what happened at SummerSlam. But Brother Brandon, uh, anybody you looking forward to having a fresh start? Any brand, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Talk to the people. Well, y'all already said about Shinsuke. And y'all know how I feel about Shinsuke. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see that. Now, if him and Seth get down to the finals, I think that'll be a match. Oh, no. Air candidate. Who's going to follow that? That's what I'm saying for the, <laughs> for the world title. If it comes down to them too. That'll be a match of the year candidate because mm-hmm. I mean I can't I can't deny Seth Seth ain't missing Seth is no not at all he's just not missing like I don't know what happened in the last like year or so it's just like I want to watch Raw to see what he's going to do but now since we have new people that he can dance with and now that go ahead and say the name for me I'm not going to do it justice the Intercontinental Champion who doing Gunta. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people, and I, I feel like if even if he drops it or does something with it, even when Seth or Shinsuke gets the title, imagine that match. And, That's violence. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and then on SmackDown, I'm really happy that the camera guys got yeah, drafted to SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm yes. interested to see what he because I think that I really think that by putting Theory on SmackDown with the United States title, it's a Fox network. We got to really think about. The political things of it. You put the U.S. title, make that the other. Oh, okay. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then you got people like Austin Theory. That's going to be the heel. You can build up Cameron Gons. You can even do L.A. Knight. 
you got so many different. Yeah. I would even say anybody in LWO, not just um, what you call it. So you're going to go with LWO, imagine Ray Mysterio cheering one-on-one to fight Austin Theory. You know, the LWO with the United States title, it sells yeah. itself. And then... I forgetting oh, homeboy Azima Zion. Oh, yeah. You, you forgot I'll be forgetting. <laughs> I, I didn't, like... I forgot or, or, that was him. Why did yeah. you guys call him? She, Shima Zion. Which yeah, one was... Zima which Zion. One? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... That was yeah, that was it. The, the TNA version was Zima Ion, right? <laughs> yeah. But also for the, um, I'm really excited about this might be what the OC needs because I feel like they got derailed in their return. Yeah, uh, big time. And did Bobby Lashley, was he ever on SmackDown since he came back or he always been on Raw? He's always Probably. been on Raw. He's guy. always yeah. been on Raw. Raw guy. Yeah. So and I don't know if that was by design, but now, you know, Fox, MMA, you can't mm. deny he's in the right space now to become Okay, Roman's not there. Now we can really have that Bobby Lashley that we've been getting hints of on Raw. But also, you're gonna love this one. I'm I'm more interested in Alba Fire going back to like a uh, Kaylee Ray, not necessarily Alba mm. Fire as the tag team, because mm-hmm. imagine her and Bianca having a match. Because remember they they mixed it up a little bit in that War Games match, but they separated her and Rhea. And I was like, dang, if you would have kept put her with Rhea, because they could literally turn down the turn down the show. They could turn down, they could close the show, they could open the show. But I'm like, it's okay. She don't smack there. Let her get her feet wet there. Let her be known. Alba Fire is a dominant name. Um, but I'm glad that they are starting to recognize what they've done in NXT as part of their announcement, part of their cards when they're coming down. You know, all the stuff on there, they're starting to recognize it that they're doing it. So I'm really I'm happy for the NXT callers, but I think SmackDown is going to give us more surprises. Raw's mm-hmm. going to give us more um, intriguing matches and storylines. SmackDown is going to be a bunch of oh shoot, that was that was different. Oh, okay. So, with that being with that being said, <coughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna start wrapping this down. We need to hear this story from Miss Stephanie Hardy about how uh, about SummerSlam about the squash match between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Correct? Yes. Okay, okay, so my my story when it comes to that match or even just that pay-per-view in general, I wasn't watching it because mm-hmm. I was on assignment um to do color commentary with the Belladonna division. Mm-hmm. So I was on my phone because I was looking on my phone for notes um for the show and and stuff like that as I was calling the matches. And I just so happened to look from a Facebook notification when all when online was just going crazy about what had happened with Becky and Bianca and when I saw it on Facebook I was just like excuse me (laughs) this is what's going on mind you there's action going on in front of me I still have to call but at the same time I'm enraged because I'm just like so Bianca lost the title she didn't she didn't fight Sasha Mercedes she didn't fight Carmella she fought Becky, and then the match didn't even last that long, and she lost. Like, I, my heart was broken, but I had to power through and call the match that was in front of me. Wow. Um, And I got spoiled, you know, while I was at the commentary desk. And I was just like, oh, I got to get excited about this in front of me. But deep down inside, I'm angry. <laughs> Stephanie, what match was you calling at the time? Do you remember? Um, I believe I want to say 
It was Amber Rodriguez. <laughs> Go figure. What are the chances first, of that? <laughs> right. I want to say it was Amber Rodriguez versus Jordan Grace. Okay. Hmm. That happened. Oh, okay. I, that's what I want to say it was. Um, but like that was that was like two years ago. Right. So right. it could is everything can can be a blur and mm. stuff like that. But I really believe that was what was going on. And this it's not before that it was, the um she was oh, still God. the Lorena Renegada, right? She wasn't the mad esthetician at the time, right? No, I believe she was the mad esthetician at the time. Okay. Yeah, because I had interviewed her before that show. Gotcha. On gotcha. my show. And she was she was she had made that transition into the mad esthetician. So yeah, that's yeah. what she was. Wow. wow. Insane. So yeah, I, I, I was working an event while that was happening. <laughs> that's got to be rough. See, I, I thought it was bad enough for me when I was uh watching WrestleMania and, and I happened to uh I had to leave out to go get my food. I ordered food, I'm gonna go pick it up. And I got a notification from the WWE network that the Hardys had returned before I got a chance to watch it. Like you had you you got <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I was pissed. Like they came across my phone, and I was like, hmm, "My phone's but I looked up and it said, "WWE welcomes back the hardest." I said, "No, I was behind. I didn't get a chance to watch it." <laughs> you, 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 you had to get a notification and it's still work an event, and you sitting there like this by the commentary booth, like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh shoot, I got to still call this back." So I can only imagine what you had to go through. You know, first of all, uh, Bianca has been iconic in every way. I think she's one of the most graceful black superstars that has stay true to herself without perpetuating the stereotype she is very very authentic and uh you know to, to have you know one of our beloved heroes lose like that to, to somebody we just celebrated returning and then just that fast she became public enemy number one so that's actually a hilarious story i'm sorry you had to go through that mm-hmm. uh during freaking SummerSlam. wow what a story but we're coming down to the home stretch and um Stephanie, you mentioned that you thought that SmackDown um, won won the draft. You think SmackDown's going to have a better show? Brian H., what, what do you think won the draft? Raw SmackDown? I, I I just don't think either one. I, I look at it and I'm you thinking, did say that. I'm sorry, you said it was balanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel most balanced uh, draft we ever had. Mm-hmm. What about Maybe you? Maybe since the first. Okay, no, that's fair. That makes a lot of sense. What about you, brother Brandon? Who who, who do you think won the draft? Raw SmackDown. <laughs> I'm only gonna say Raw won, but they do have three hours to fill. That's the only reason they won. Okay, that's fair. And um, so so everyone's kind of got their, you know, how they feel about Raw, how they feel about SmackDown. But I guess the question is, what is next? First of all, I want to say, uh, Miss Stephanie Hardy, you are champion because you have held that title. The, whole- championship title, <laughs> the entire night mm-hmm. we have been on here for an hour and almost 15 minutes and mm-hmm. not once did you flinch that is a true sign of a champion that's why that strap belongs on your shoulder brother brandon brother brandon will come out he'll randomly switch two and three belts in the middle of talking you look at it like wait a minute that's a new title but you you stayed flat-footed the entire the whole, show I, I admire that because i don't know how she did it bro she she <laughs> you know why because she's the champion and mm-hmm. she she is a champion in all that she does. Speaking of championships, how do you feel about the new updated uh, World Heavyweight Championship that uh, Triple H has revised back for Monday Night Raw? Look at look at Brandon. He's you know he's the belt guy. <laughs> Champ, championship culture impromptu so interview. Look, <laughs> like, I'm gonna get close to where you are on my screen. So I can... As as soon as I mention the title, brother Brandon just started. Hmm. Hmm. He just got Man. real inquisitive. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, when I first saw the title, 
Mm-hmm. It just reminded me a lot of the World Heavyweight Championship from WCW and from back in the day. Like, it reminded me of just an uber modernized version of that title. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, a good thing because you have a little bit of the past and a little bit of the present mixed together. There so, you go. Yeah, that's really what it represents to me. And I think it's good that they have that title because Mr. Reigns is just destroying everybody's hopes and dreams at this point so yeah yeah brian um (laughs) like he's destroying everybody's (laughs) hopes and dreams at this point so it's just like you know i believe you know them creating that title um just creates more opportunity for other people who you know want to fight for something else when roman either you know is unavailable to fight or just you know wants to fight but yet and still will never give it up because you know he's that dude slash he has you know a solid army willing to back him up and cheat um for him and they stuff like every like single that. time they like eating steaks and sushi he's feeding the family uh, whatever uh, i don't care he told I feel, us that i'm so conf- i'm so conflicted because i can't stand roman but i love the usos like so when they come out by themselves, I'm like, that's right, we the ones. But as soon as they come out as the group, I'm like, nah, brother, I'm looking the other direction. So does it pain you when you know they're going to get their butts whipped by Roman? Oh, when they man. Do something wrong? It bothers me. I'm like, man, stop, <laughs> stop babbling down to this chump. But it's like, <laughs> when he's, I understand, listen, I've watched enough wrestling. He's the moneymaker, and, I, and mm-hmm. I, I've watched their culture. That's that's how they, that's just literally how it works. That's that's how high chief Peter Maivia was revered. You know, yep. what I mean? amongst amongst his brethren, and then the, in the Wild Samoans and earlier, like that's how they looked at, it. and even in like uh, a a lot of the uh, Fatu and uh, Anawai Russian dynasty um, members that are that are elsewhere, not they still now we acknowledge this Roman is the ones. Like I remember uh, Jacob Fatu, they said, "Oh yeah, you're the you're the you're the tribal chief of the independence." They said, "Nah, bro, there's only one tribal chief," and I acknowledge him. I said, "Oh, she, there it is." Mm-hmm. That's you talking about bloodline united, but man. Mm-hmm. The Samoan but here's guys. my issue with that, though. Like, I want the Usos to stand on their own two feet mm-hmm. at this point, you know, and stop being weak in the knees. Because the truth is, the Usos were in WWE and charting their own course before Roman Reigns was. What? And because of the fact that they were there doing their own thing, being dominant tag team champions, you know, mm-hmm. and still winning, even with the face paint, you know, before they turned into the Uso Penitentiary, they were still doing the dang thing before mm-hmm. Roman Reigns became a thing. So, honestly, I want them to stand on their own two feet and not feel like they have to couch out to somebody, you know, who did, you know, work for everything that he has. Of course, you know, fighting through everything that he's gone through, mm-hmm. you know, to give us you know this grandiose personality that we finally have which is which is great and it's giving us great storylines or whatever but i need for jay now and jimmy now to just stand on their own two feet and realize like yo we're here and we're not afraid of you like you don't scare me okay so you're big and bad whatever you got the titles but we're the we're us okay they need to be individuals again and that's what oh, I'm waiting yeah. Well, that's Ma- the thing. Macho Man wanted to support you on that one. That was wonderful. <laughs> There's more sympathy <laughs> behind them than ever before right now. Like, even, you know, like, the Usos was never that tag team that you had to get a lot of sympathy behind because it's like you kind of just knew, like, all right, even if they was baby faces, they're going to overcome. Sure. Now you're seeing them in their most vulnerable state. And 
it's fun to watch because like y'all said y'all like the usos but you can't stand roman and you want to see them stand up to the roman and it's gonna be so fun to watch it's gonna be a fun summer Oh boy, I, I can only imagine how I was going down. We y'all, y'all, y'all must not see that. I know we don't dive into dirt sheets because I, I ignore this, but I just want to bring it up because it's funny to me and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really trolling y'all. But mm-hmm. this, there was something that said that uh, WWE is very content on having the belt on Roman Reigns all the way to September 2024. You know what? At this point, I'm, I'm almost convinced that, well, you know what's going to happen? He's going to carry that belt for another thousand days and you know what's gonna happen he's gonna lose the title and then show up next week on raw <laughs> and then win no wwe world heavyweight championship and he's gonna start it all over again oh and can, my can, you talk about nuclear heat oh man can you imagine Do you, did you see that picture circulating with the guy carrying the stack of championships they said yeah. roman reigns in 2026 when he got the yes, intergalactic i love it you know, I, I, I was it. like not the intergalactic the galaxy I mean, did you see the way Paul was looking at the new title on Raw, though? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. The way he was at the new title, I was like, you better stay far away from that thing. No, because he came uh-huh. out with like stay this. far away. He kept staring. I was like, yeah, he no, was. turn around. He was. He was just like, mm, look at this. Look and what we, I got a title question. Can I? Can I accept me a title question? By all means, brother. Because I, I posed this question. I know it's getting late. And I know we're burning the midnight oil, but I'm I just burning the midnight oil. So it's it's been um, a thing I've been posting on the internet. So Stephanie, would you? Because we had Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, drafted to SmackDown. We've had the SmackDown Women's Champion been a Raw superstar since she won the Royal Rumble, and then she won the SmackDown title. Right? Never made it to SmackDown, right? But now she's officially drafted to Raw. Do you think because this is not the first time we had this, it's time to change the name of these titles? Mm. And I'm gonna give you the name that I proposed: the Women's World Champion and the Women's Universal Champion. So that way, it's not a <laughs> Stephanie's not feeling it. <laughs> well, and this is why because then you won't have this. Oh, because I feel like it's, and I'm gonna tell you where it's coming from. And I know uh, Brother Hewitt said it, Brother Dwayne has said it. We need to look at the women's matches as just matches. It shouldn't be a time where we just, oh, that's a man's match, that's a woman's match, or that's a title. So give the title like NXT failed when they did it when Rhea Ripley was the NXT. I'm sorry, the NXT champion, and and I'm cool was with NXT champion. It was like they both can't be champion. They took the women out of it, but yeah, could we have a name for a women's champion? On Raw and the name for a women's title on SmackDown that doesn't have the name of the show. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Brandon, on that note because I, I don't like that either. Like she's the SmackDown Women's Champion or the Raw Women's Champion. It's like why can't it be? Because we had WWE Tag Team, WWE World Tag Team. Why can't we have WWE Women's World Champion, WWE Women's? And don't have to be Universal. I'm just throwing it out there because that was the two names that we had prior. Because you don't want to say a WWE Women's Champion because then that just looks like <laughs> okay, you're. You're the top one. Yeah. So kind of kind of like the split between a WWE cha- women's champion and the Divas title. Correct. Yeah. And we always looked at the women's title was more important than Divas for the right, Oh, you get it for those two minute matches where the women yeah. champion might have five minutes. Right. Because <laughs> that one had more history to it as well. You're back on the spot again. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> 
see, this is where it gets kind of weird because, of course, you know, they did do the split down the middle. And it is kind of awkward that they did draft the champions from different brands. Um, right. And then you have a lot of fans saying, I hope they don't do the thing where they, you know, just switch titles, blah, blah, blah. Even though I didn't think the title switch was that bad. It made sense to me because I'm just like, sure. okay, well, if you splitting them, then just go go on your corner. You go in your corner, whatever. But everybody else is mad. But um, for me, I feel like if they, I guess, combined the Raw and the SmackDown title into one universal title, then... Outside of the women's tag titles, what else do the other women have to fight for? Well, I don't think they should fight it. I think it's because here's the thing: Bianca Belair is a Raw Women's Champion, a SmackDown Women's Champion, right? She has almost 400 days as the Raw Champion, right? Mm -hmm. Now that she's a SmackDown Champion, now she's day one as the SmackDown Women's Champion. She kind of loses her lineage, mm. and now she has a second title run as a SmackDown Women's Champion. Because her raw one has ended, but it really didn't end. You get what I'm saying? So now yep. Rhea is now a two-time Raw Women's Champion and a one-time SmackDown Women's Champion. But now mm -hmm. her, not necessarily we counting days. It's just to stop it from being because like Austin Theory, he's still United States Champion. He's just on a different mm -hmm. show. We do it with the men, and why can't we do it with the women's? And it, like I see that um uh he posted Women's Champion and WWE World's Women's Champion. It's just I feel like this. Because even when the Street Profits did it with the um, New Day, it was like, oh, hey, let's switch belts because they had different colors. Okay, good. Now we're okay now. And I was like, that's okay. That was weird. And then when Charlotte and which color did it, who knows? I don't know the story. I wasn't there. I don't know what those women was thinking, but. Oh, that joint was real. <laughs> yeah, that, was was... that was real. So... I, fe I felt it. Oh, yeah. I was... That was the first time I met Charlotte. And. I ain't never been in a room doing an interview where you like, like, hey, hey man, uh, this is a little off. And, and like Stephanie said, she was nice. <laughs> wow. So, I, here's the thing. Here's I got a proposal for you. You pull up the biggest upset this Friday, this Saturday. Oh, oh. the because, biggest upset yeah. in WWE history. And Zelina, Zelina, and Zelina Vega wins the SmackDown Women's Title. And she then her and former... Bianca have a match for that. And then she they the introduce the ring. Women. Yeah. Ooh, and they introduce the a new title? belt for the women. Wow. Hmm? Oh, you say Zelina and um, Bianca have a match mm -hmm. for the new title? For the, the, the current SmackDown oh, title. Smackdown and to you, you unite those, and then it's just one women's title. Make it green like the Evolution belt. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, make it green like the Evolution Yeah. It, 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 that belt look that belt. They had it at the um WrestleMania Superstore, two thousand dollars. Oh, because because it had a bunch of signatures on it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that yeah, yeah. Sense. That's why. That's but, but you can't. But even that, you can't find that belt nowhere. Nowhere. That in like, the no. New Day tag belt, you're not finding. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that, yeah, the New Day, and that was like what that was. Wasn't that the first signature series? Yep, and that's what was, yeah. off all this stuff with yeah. all these crappy things. <laughs> I like some of them. I know y'all don't. I, I mean, I have the NWO one. Shout out to Evan Mack. But uh oh, who? <laughs> it was a gift. Cue, cue the NWO music. <laughs> Brian, it's just he'll turn. Oh Lord! All you fans can stick it, brother. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, I'm going my to timeout. God. But Sorry. It, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Stephanie, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> it's the heel, it's the no. heel turn. Brandy's turn. Brandy's turn heel. Real quick. That I don't think it's possible for him to be heel though. Oh, he oh he turned heel. All right. <laughs> Brandis, what time did your show come on? <laughs> Wednesday, drops at Wednesday. three o'clock afternoon. Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Worldwide. Steph. She came to the she came to the party. The the meet and greet. Okay. I, I told her about the wings. Yes. <laughs> and you gave me one and it was yeah. good. That's look. That's that's. The, I said, look, you gotta try them. Me and Cal was sitting there, and I said, Steph, you got to try these wings. And let's mm-hmm. not, not to be stereotypical, but when a brother shades his wings, <laughs> it's like, oh, they must be good. Like, wait, yeah. no, you shading a wing? <laughs> like, I, gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get one, man. Because you see, you brother, like, nah, bro, you gotta get your own. <laughs> I'm like, wait, think it must have been hit. That's why I just said I can't turn heel. <laughs> listen, listen. I thought you couldn't turn heel either. <laughs> Well, listen, it's the first time for everything. You know, oh, once, once Hogan yeah. did it, Brian H did the same thing. All you fans can stick it, brother. Wednesdays <laughs> belong to me. <laughs> Water oh. Wednesday. Exactly. There it is. <laughs> oh, I got a, I'm putting together a t-shirt. Yes. I gave him another idea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Stephanie Hardy. I'm putting Waters Wednesdays. And I gotta put some type of heel. I gotta put some type of heel quote in the, on the back just to make sure people know. Like this is a heel T-shirt. This is a heel turn. Wow, Waters Wednesdays. That's perfect. First of all, the Jack Daddy shirt. Now the, the Jack heel. Daddy himself. Brian Day's now Waters Wednesdays. That's what we're calling it now. Listen, uh, you, you're gonna have a whole new line, man. Listen, but mm-hmm. but Miss Stephanie Hardy, we definitely appreciate you. We're not gonna hold you for too much longer. We appreciate you for coming on our show and joining us for the. Uh, the second episode of the Wrestling Realm Now podcast party. We definitely appreciate your time and your insight and just hanging out with us. You know, I know it's late, but you you definitely you hung in there like a champ as as you know, as you always have. And we want to definitely give you your flowers as you deserve them. So, like I said, thank you for being on the show. Tell there it is. There's the applause. <laughs> so uh so let let the people know what's what's next for you. What do you have on your agenda? What's the next move for Stephanie Hardy and the wrestling the Hardy Wrestling Podcast? Excuse me. Well, I believe for now, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a break because between February and March and then into April with WrestleMania, I was going kind of hard with the content. Yeah. Um, I was going real hard with the content for Black History Month, Women's History Month, and then the WrestleMania stuff. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just chill out. Um, unless, of course, you know, someone does want to come on for an interview. I did just have Chills Little Donners on my show. So that episode mm. is out and ready for the listening and watching on my YouTube channel. So please check that out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, for now, I'm just going to take a little bit of a rest and, um, (laughs) thank you. Um, and I'm going to take a little bit of a rest and then just continue working with women's wrestling talk and just do what I always do. And that's just, you know, love wrestling and love the work that I do. And then whatever blessings come from that, they'll come and I'll be ready. So that's basically, you know, what I'm going to do and what's on the horizon for me. That is awesome. We appreciate you joining us here at Club Intellect. You can follow uh, Miss Stephanie Hardy on Instagram at Queen Steph Hardy, right there, as you see on her handle, as well as Hardy Wrestling Podcast. And on Twitter, Queen Steph Hardy and also Hardy Wrestle Pod. Uh, you can also find her on Facebook as well at the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Did I get that correct? Yes, you did. 
Okay, perfect. Well, like I said, thank you for joining us. Good brothers, you know, we always do what we do, but you know, I think we behaved ourselves, didn't we? Because we, we I, hijacked, know, I felt like I felt like we hijacked her show last time. So I was like, bro, we gotta have <laughs> we gotta have more coof than we did last time. Okay, good, because we had a lot of shenanigans, and I'm like, man, we can't, brother. He was cutting up. He's backstage exactly. right He's now, but you know, I myself because he wasn't yeah. here. Because when, because everybody knows Brandon and brother, it's like they're like five year olds. All of a sudden, it's just like they turn the DX, and they just all of a sudden they want to get into every shenanigan they can. And, and I gotta sit there and keep a straight face, and then I get pulled in the shenanigans. And Brian, and then Brian is there, yeah, don't be a gup. And then what happens? Is, and then and then and then Brian Ace tries to be professional, and then they push him too far. And he's like, "I had enough of that." And he just starts, he starts letting loose. And I'm like, "Bro, we we don't so somebody else's show, man. We got people to act act like we civilized." So because her facial expression said it all last time, she's like, "Oh, okay, wow, all right, um, yeah, let me get back on track." Yeah, I mean, but you know, it was all in good fun. So it's not like I was really like, you know, judging you guys. I just felt like, okay, I want it to be a mixture of my vibe with your vibe, considering it was a crossover. So okay. it made sense. So it's okay. <laughs> I, I hope we don't get the reputation as the guys that just cut up. Like, hey, listen, you guys want to cut up and just throw things off. Put just bring the realm on your show. They'll have a good time. Like, I feel like we well, have too much fun sometimes. Well, Stephanie, don't watch that episode of Championship Culture between me and Brian. Because you're going to see some stuff on there. There it is. Yep. See? That's why we got to stay in our own space. We had I don't argue. Oh, no. It was, a, it, was some, it was some high energy. Yeah, now, it, it, it was definitely it's, high energy. fellowship. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. So, mm -hmm. like I said, if, if you want to catch that episode of Championship Culture, head over now to YouTube.com slash The Wrestling Room. But... Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping this up. We appreciate you, uh, Miss Stephanie Hardy, for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. And then uh, guess what? We, we, we'll get back to booking. I think we have another guest book at the end of May. And guess what? When You guys will be shocked when we announce who it's, it's going to be. But, hey, look, it's Doc. Doc, look. First out <laughs> of AEW. <laughs> this is perfect. Hey. Doc made it just in time. Doc, we were just about to wrap up, man. But you just came just in time. Um, hey, Dr. D. So look, we got a quick shout out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Dr. D, uh, Daryl Johnson, who joined us last week for the first part. So parts one and part two started off with a bang. We can't thank you enough, Miss Stephanie Hardy. And um, brothers, we'll be back thank next you. week. Mm -hmm. No problem. Peace. Let's be out. Water.